Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour, second hour, yeah, second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me today, the queen of pain, Maureen Wood. Hi, Ron. How you doing? Oh, yeah, just like old times, right, Maureen? I know. Well, kind of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a long time ago. We, you know, it's I can't even remember how long. It's, it's around twenty years, I think, or something like that. We started no, on WCCM. Since we've been working together, but yeah, since since we started on WCCM. Yes, yeah. it it has been at least that long. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I remember uh, we used to be on. I think Fridays, right? Fridays, uh, like five o'clock or something like that. Oh, uh, what was it? Rush? Uh, what was it? Rush yeah, hour? Yeah, rush hour just, just got scarier. Just got scary. Yeah, got scarier. scarier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago, but it was great. Good radio, and of course, before that, I believe we were doing our at the same time. Uh, probably at the same time, we were doing Ghost Chronicles. I mean, Ghost Village radio uh which was um podcasts way back exactly yeah yep and that was uh it was it was the number one ghost show uh for years and years and years and what it was is was maureen and i would just uh go around and do different things with the all I had was this cheap little recorder. So that was the biggest complaint about the show was the audio sucked. And, uh, <laughs> but it was, it was just, it, it was real. It was just a little recorder and we'd go on and we, we'd have different adventures. And, uh, you know, I would put it together and put it together in a one hour show. And uh, we used to have uh, paranormal adventures with uh, Jeff Belanger. He used to, tape a little section for it as well and, and we'd play it and have it inside some of the shows yeah we we did that for years and years i think we did about 100 shows or something i believe it was yes, quite a we few did. Yeah. i actually think weren't they put up on itunes too yeah they were yeah yeah and then uh jeff changed his website and it just kind of disappeared yeah well you know but we did start making them for a while so yeah a long time ago but uh, a long time yeah. ago yeah yeah, I will say that I remember the woman who um, had called us that time who got a hold of you rather and she was from California and she was asking if we were going to be doing more of those the podcasts because it actually helped her get through chemo yeah, Do you remember yeah. That? well she didn't ask if we could do more she just said uh uh, what a comfort it was those shows were. She knew them actually verbatim. And, yes, she uh, listened to them over and over. But she did. I thought she did say something about adding nope. to the collection because she'd gone through them all. Yep. Yeah, nope. She knew them so verbatim. And while she was going through uh, cancer, her name uh, was uh, uh, Sue. Sue. No. 
um, oh God, now why did you do that to me? <laughs> why did you do that to me? Uh, her well, name was. Use her name anyway, right? I still pray for her, by the way. Anyways, because she she eventually uh, uh, passed away uh, from the cancer. She was known as Forever Blonde. She used to be in the Tojinet chat room. In the very yes. early, and and the reason she was known as Forever Blonde, it was it, she had gone through uh, cancer early in her life, and she had lost all her hairs. And when she got her hair back, uh, she said it wasn't going to uh, define her, so she dyed her hair blonde, and she was forever blonde. And uh, unfortunately, the cancer came back, and uh, she did uh, pass away. But uh, she sent me a. a a beautiful letter, by the way, that yeah, I'm going to start crying if I keep Sorry. talking about this. So I'm going to move on from that. But <laughs> we I mean, we did a lot of different shows together. And as I mentioned, we would go and uh, just just do an adventure. And half the time you wouldn't even know what the hell we were doing. And uh, do you remember? Remember the Sunday? was I think it was a Sunday afternoon. I said, let's let's go to uh, Dudley Road. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> about Ricca. And uh, we just uh, took the recorder and uh, you didn't know anything about the place. And uh, we did. And, and we we uh, visited and we went through some of the uh, uh, reports that people had, had uh, reported there. And uh, we tried to find out, you know, what they were and what the sources and and, and the intriguing thing about it was uh, and now. You hadn't known anything about it, but and, and a lot of the stuff that was reported, of course, was absolutely false, absolutely false. And it, it, it was, but you started picking up on all the stories, absolutely all the stories that were there, even though they were false. There was no uh, evidence of any of this happening. You were still picking up on them, and you had no knowledge of them at all. So I found that was one of the most intriguing, intriguing days. Well, if you think about it, right, I mean, everything we do is in our minds and in our thoughts to begin with. So yep. when I think a lot of the energy that was kind of shared or put into that location, whether they be, you know, myths, All urban, urban legends, yeah, urban legends, myths yeah. or whatever it might be, it almost hangs around like, you know, some information or data that's just kind of hanging there. Yeah. And we kind of come up with our own theory, too, because you did pick on something and, and you were able to cut through some of the fog. And, and we picked up on a, an older spirit, older spirits that, uh, you know, we kind of discussed the, the possibility that the spirits were providing what people wanted to find. You know, right. they were, yeah. So, uh, you know, if if you believe that. Uh, you know, spirits or ghosts or whatever, uh, you know, need energy to thrive on and emotions is, is an energy, then that's maybe perhaps they do that to, uh, uh, you know, get the results they, they want. Uh, yeah, maybe just start. to keep staying to be in existence, right? Yeah, it could very You know, well. if you think about it, when they when a spirit comes into a house, I mean, we know that, you know, the temperatures change and it affects the lighting and draws power from our energy from the people. But, yeah, there's energy outside and all living things. But it's like you said, I think maybe that it's actually, you know, revving up the energy to try to hang out even more. Yeah. Or maybe they're just jokesters. <laughs> Unless they're just maybe messing with you. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, and like, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, it, it's, it's so funny, but yeah, people, we know that people produce their own energy and we, and you've got the classic story that if you walk into a room where the people have, have had a fight, you could actually sense it in the ear. And so that, that same energy is, is, uh, you know, produced by other people looking for different things. And, uh, you know, we've gone to haunted locations where, uh, in public ghost hunts and, and we've had spirits that weren't really had nothing to do with the house, but they were, you know, they were tag alongs from the, the people that were there or, or what I call street ghosts that spirits are just coming in and want to know what's going on or want to be heard because someone's trying to contact the other side. Right. And it's actually a lot of times, you know, in different circles, uh, a lot of times those spirits are, are thought of, too, as taxicab ghosts or spirits because that they, sounds they, like Steve Wilson. to me. Yeah, it does. It does. Steve yeah. Wilson used to say they hitch a ride, which it's true <laughs> you know i mean it's kind of a an interesting way to phrase it but yeah absolutely yeah the uh yeah i mean it's it's so intriguing this whole field and and i mean it's it's clearer for you because you're a medium and and it's like you you deal with this all the time so you're sure of what the information you get from but to someone who doesn't have that ability it's it's and a skeptical or a skeptical brain works against it it's it's more difficult to understand it don't you yeah, think so you, know, you never really sure ron you really not i mean i think everybody's learning everybody's opening up to more and more depending on like it's just like working a muscle right like this mm -hmm. you go out and exercise you know you're trying to strengthen your muscles similar to that is being a medium and psychic abilities so um, I mean, as an example, I was, it was the interesting to me the other night, I've never had this happen. So for a lot of times when spirits come through and I'm doing readings, mm -hmm. I get their personalities first, right? Like that seems to be one of the things that comes through quicker for me. And then I get the rest. So I, this woman had lost her sister, so, you know, a couple of years ago and the sister was coming through and she was really a wise guy, you know, so she was kind of making me laugh and yeah. I didn't know what the woman's, you know, the woman I was reading for, I didn't know that um, I'm not going to give names or anything, but let's just say that I was getting the card kept coming out patience, you know, like having patience. And so I'm reading the card and when her sister on the other side came through, I put the cards out and that same card kept coming out and the woman was asking about her job. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I hear in my ear from the sister who's passed, saying uh the patient meaning she's a nurse <laughs> i just started laughing and the woman's like why what's the matter i'm like your sister is a piece of work you know she's she's too funny i said are you a nurse she goes oh yes i am and i explained to her what happened and she started laughing she goes yeah that's my sister um <laughs> so those are the things that to me are cool and obviously help the person that I'm reading for, but you just, you never know, right? Like I could say that and it's hard sometimes to kind of trust what you get because you also want another hand. There's a lot of pressure, right? People are waiting for their loved ones to come through and you it. don't want to disappoint them. Yep. And, and you're the one that taught me and, and I always, I mean, I remember when I first started working here, cause you got to remember and, and 
I don't want to go through the whole story, but I didn't believe in mediums and psychics at the time. And uh, so when I started working with you, you would come up with this stuff that that I saw. Oh, my God, don't say that. That's ridiculous. But as it turns out, whatever the particular thing had meaning to either a location or a person or something that was going on at that time. So I learned and you taught me that, that whatever comes out, you just say it because it's it's meant to. Uh, that's the information. Right. Right. And, you know, for the listeners and anybody out there who's, you know, working on, you know, their psychic abilities or uh, working to get, you know, good at doing readings, you have to be willing to sound stupid. Stupid. That's probably not a classy way to say it, but it's mm. true. You have to be willing to kind of have that leap of faith to just say it. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is you don't know if what you're saying at that moment makes sense to the person, but it may make sense when they get home. It may come to them later in the day. So if something does come up, you might even, you know, mention that to a person and say, you know, it may not make sense, but it could come to you later date, which has happened to me. Oh, so I, I absolutely hate that. It's like, oh, they all do it. Every medium does it. It's like, well, doesn't make any sense to Take that with you, then. It's like, yeah, uh, but yeah, I know, I understand that. It's just like, like okay, no, you didn't get, get it right. I it get that, but as an example, I told you about the one, and here's the thing. like there, We had a conversation many times, and there was a, I want to say at the time, you were doing an interview with someone on the radio, and they were saying that mediums basically just read the energy of the people, right? Right. And, while I, I admit that that is a huge possibility, um, it can happen, right? Because it's you, everybody's energy. However, um, I'll never forget the lesson I learned when I was reading for someone one time that had come to a class I was teaching, and it was a technical class. It had nothing to do with, with um, mediumship. Mm-hmm. And his daughter had, and he, he was from Texas, and his daughter was coming through while I was teaching the class to him. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, not now, right? Like, you need to come back tonight or whatever. And I usually never mixed mediumship in my technical, you know, work because you just you don't do that. It's all engineers, right? So the last thing I want to do is to cause problems at work. So that night, the daughter came through with all this information. So it just happened. Now this, to me, the universe works in mysterious ways and God works in mysterious ways. So his flight that was supposed to take place got canceled. So he called me and he said, Maureen, I think you have something to tell me, do you? And I said, well, yes. He said, well, my flight got canceled. Can I come in at lunchtime? So anyway, we got together. And one of the things that happened to come out, she told me all kinds of things. But one of the things she talked about was yellow roses at the train tracks where she was killed. And he said, no, no, she she had yellow flowers at her funeral and they were these big, huge sunflowers. And I'm like, "Mm, nope, that's not what she's telling me. So he's looking at me. I said, look, I don't know what to tell you. I just have to have faith in what she's saying. Right. So, and she had her sister, I think the sister's name was Rosie or something, a Rosemary. And he said, she said, tell Rosemary, thank you very much for her gift. So anyway, long story short, he goes back to Texas. And three days later, he calls me with his wife on the phone. And when he got home, 
He talked to his sister, Rosemary, and his wife. And while he was visiting, doing a class in Massachusetts, his sister, Rosemary, was delivering a dozen yellow roses on the train tracks where mm -hmm. the daughter was killed. Right. So when you think of it that way, that there's no way. I mean, that's a way for spirit to be able to show without any question, which is what he needed because they were traumatized, right? Which is what they needed to be able to heal. So again, to me, you have to have faith in what comes through. Yeah. the The only problem is is we don't know where that information comes from. I mean, I believe you know that a medium certainly believes that they're talking to spirit or they, or they get any information. But we have absolutely no way of knowing where that information comes from. Is it is it coming really from a a dead person? Is it coming from something the person you're reading is it coming from a greater consciousness did you get oh, yeah. that information it's for, from the 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 person that was actually delivering the roses you connected well, somehow yes, through them. We, 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 what's that i didn't have a connection to her i didn't know those people well you don't know you had a connection see that's the thing is we don't How do I know have a connection to a sister i never met for a man because we don't we don't understand we absolutely don't understand what the greater consciousness is or, or how we are connected. If you, you know, the one always tells me it works on vibrations. So if they, for she was for some reason on the same vibrational plane as yours, then it's very possible that that information could be delivered some way, somehow. And like I said, I'm, I, I have no way to say you're not seeing dead people. You're not getting information from dead people, but there are other explanations for it as well. Yeah. But that's a stretch even to, to for me. In that example, that's a stretch to say, because how many millions of people are on this earth? And to say that you're picking up from a person that I've never met for a message to give to this person from the daughter who's passed, right? So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but there was no way he knew about it. So I wasn't reading his energy. I and, know that. Right. So I'm just yeah. saying it's and what I feel when I'm connecting. So like when I'm connecting to spirit, it's a it's a whole new just like we talk about. And you mentioned, too, now is like when you're dialing in like that frequency, mm -hmm. when you're raising your energy and frequency, you're getting closer to that spiritual plane versus the, the weightedness of where we all exist in the world right now, where it's a lot more heavy. Mm -hmm. But we we don't understand. Uh, for instance, okay, you you know, for, we know that um, you know people have said uh, you know I'm, I don't want to go on that airline. Uh, I don't want to go on that airline, and they don't go on that the the plane, and all of a sudden it crashes and they get killed. And yeah. if they had gone, they would be dead. Now, where did that information come from? Um, well, there's a lot of theories for that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It could be connected to the same energy or, so or whatever. Well, I mean, that's, a lot that's, of that's... theories run. I mean, I've, I've still everybody, you know, I'm constantly, constantly trying to grow and read and learn from various people, um, you know, just to get a an idea, let's say, from other points of view, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that we do a um, an injustice if we stop learning, right? I think right. 
If we stop order, what's the use of living, by the way? Well, not, you're true. But I'm saying, especially if you're, if you're in a position and you want to help others heal and you want to do readings and you want to, you know, whatever it might be for whatever purpose, mm-hmm. you, you really need to just keep at it and keep learning. So either you get better, you get stronger, you get more knowledgeable, whatever it might be, just to help that other person as, as much as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... That being said, some of the thoughts, I used to think when I would do a reading, we all have free will. I used to think, okay, it's kind of like the tree of life, right? So you make a decision, it's the branches. You know, you go one direction with one exactly, decision, And you go, yeah, but then I started reading and what there's, there's thought processes out there, which is something called trance surfing. Have you ever heard of that? Um, maybe, but not, I can't remember names. So whatever, okay. tell me what it's about. Explain it. Well, transurfing is really basically that there are multiple parallel um, paths, not necessarily a tree that's connected with branches, but mm-hmm. depending on where your thoughts are and where you're putting your the direction of your energy, let's say, you could switch to a different parallel space. So something that you think, and that's weird, they get into... Um, talking about the deja vus because you have all these different things kind of potentially going off at the same time. Now, there are also many people that like you gave an example, they don't want to go on a plane because they feel like they may, you know, something may happen and then Mm -hmm. the plane crashes and they die. Right. Well, what about those who have felt bad and thought something was going to happen and nothing did. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's thought to be a glimpse in a different parallel universe, let's say. And you're actually just kind of glimpsing a potential or a possibility, not necessarily something that's going to happen. Or do you create your own reality? Yeah, by the way you put, uh, to me, that's what the thought is with this belief, is that you create your reality by, so for instance, you're a very, say you're a very negative person and you're angry and you're having a rough time and you can't get out of your own way then you might switch to a parallel uh, path that is going to give you what you're focusing on, right? Mm-hmm. So you get all that negative. So that's the, those are the, the times where it's like, man, I can't, I can't win. My car dies. I go to the store. This happens. I drop this. I drop my phone and I break it and all these different things. And then you see these people who they don't get sucked into drama. They don't talk, you know, they don't speak a lot of negativity they don't have all this anger they're holding on to and they seem to have a life that you look at them and everybody's like wow you got you're just so lucky like that's not absolutely true because you have why do bad things happen to good people and and that because you're actually in a negative you're in a spot where you're in a heavier space not necessarily that it's just because you're negative it could be that you're just, you know, you're having a hard time. And I no, but some side. people are not. They're having a life. They're, everything's great. Their thing. And then all of a sudden their child dies or they get, they get a cancer or something like that. And they're good people. They live good lives and and they're having a great time and everything's going well for them. But then all of a sudden something terrible happens. It's, Correct. And it's I agree with thing. you. Why do bad things happen to good people? It, it, it absolutely does. And I'm not saying that it works out that way every time, but you mm-hmm. can influence your your future by the way you choose, right? You, we don't have control over everything. And 
I personally believe that it's like, you know what, we don't control the bigger picture. So we're a bunch of chess pieces. If you were, if you were up top and, you know, from heaven, let's say, or God, and you're looking down, you know, you may put people in other person's path for a certain reason. Or vice versa, yeah. Right, or you actually have a child that, that passes away early. Now, it's horrible, but we don't know why, and it could be that it's affecting the people around them in a way to make them do something to help other people. I mean, it sounds strange, but I'll tell you, how many times have you seen, for instance, people that have become doctors, or how about someone who's lost their child and has turned around and created this um, movement where they help all these other children so that never happens to them, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times I think that there are choices that are out of our control. We're all human and we're here for a greater purpose, right? So right. I think that it's just like this huge cosmic puzzle. And But we can, what we can control, we can't control what's going on around us, but we can control how we react to that. Exactly. Exactly. That's the way I feel, too. I feel that we can control our own uh, lives. Uh, Maybe, you know, uh, there are certain things that become in our path. Some of those things are there because we we make a choice somewhere along the line and uh, there are are better choices. But I mean, infinitesimal choices, by the way. Right. Uh, Oh, absolutely. You know, you you uh you go into your car and and you uh and you're heading out to your your car and and you're gonna go and he says oh i forgot my hat maybe i'll go get my hat so you go back and get your hat and then a few miles down the road you miss the accident uh but if you had left then you didn't so the certain i mean we don't know it's all conjecture i mean everybody likes to have their nice little theories and put them all up but there's, there's flaws in all of them. There really oh. is. And we have to we have to take a break now anyways. Okay. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, what the hell are we? The Ghost Chronicles, the original Ghost Chronicles with Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. Brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. And our very, very, very good friends on Patreon. On uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, if you you can become a member and have access to over 30 uh, videos that you can only find there. So uh, check it out. Uh, you get to see Maureen in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, we'll be right back. you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about, then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. 
Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, the Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. We're back. Yes. Are we? <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're back. We're That's your big return. We're back. Ron and I, I mean, that's what we used to say. So do you, I don't know. I don't have the mouthful of all those different <laughs> words that you have to say. So You're listening to Ghost Chronicles right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio with Maureen Wood and Ron Kulik. So, anyways, uh, on uh, Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, uh, I put up our, did you see it, the video of the uh, Halloween special we did with the three different ghost groups from around the world? Yes, I did see that. That was a blast from the past. Wasn't it really? Yeah, that's never been seen. No? <laughs> We've that's, That was just went out as audio, so that's the wow. actual vid- video portion of it. I mean, yeah, so that was kind of fun. Uh, that's why I like the Patreon. I mean, the Patreon, we put up all these little fun things that you can't find anywhere else. And so they're kind of cool. Uh, you can become a member, too. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've done a lot of stuff together. I mean, we work for years and years. We've written uh, three books together, and uh, two of them are all about our experiences, uh, good or bad, together. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, you know, I mean, we've we've had a lot of fun. Uh, the the one of the the most interesting ones. I I well, I can't say one of the most interesting. What an interesting one that we did was is remember the uh, the Houghton Mansion and the Cyclomantium Chamber. Oh boy, do I remember that! <laughs> I <laughs> I even think I mean that was crazy. I even think that you got a picture, and I just it was like, oh my god, please hide that, you know. Um, yeah, it shows us walking out of the, the psychomethane chamber. If you don't know what a psychomethane chamber is, it's basically a, a, a dark uh, room uh, with a backlit, a chair and a backlit and a mirror. And uh, it's made for one. Of course, we were doing the show, so I crawled in there and sitting underneath the mirror. But yeah, after we came out, it was so funny because it looked like uh, we had just made out or something. Your hair was all busted. <laughs> yeah, it was so, nasty. My hair was all over the place. I know it was funny as hell. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was an intriguing, intriguing experience. And uh, uh, psychomanthium chamber is is. Uh, have you ever done any? Other than that, what have you ever used it before? No, actually, that was, I think I had done something like mirror scrying and all it's that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I hadn't done a psychomanthium chamber, so. Right. 
the uh, the idea of the course is you don't see your image in the the uh, mirror as well either. Correct, because you're looking above. It's kind of like it's up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's. But yeah, that was. You know what though? You know what? It also brings back to mind not necessarily just the psychomantian chamber, but especially because of this holiday season. Yeah. Um, with Halloween, do you remember Bloody Mary when? We're doing the oh, radio show. The radio show, up. yes. I, I called you into doing bloody radio, bloody Mary into your in your bathroom because we used to do exactly. it in that big so tiny office. Oh, yes. that was awful. Yeah. Nothing yep. happened, by the way. Um, well, just clarifying, were. but you know, Juan <laughs> did. He conned me into it, so he's like, "Oh, come on, just do it. Turn three times and say Bloody Mary, but and turn around and three times in a circle." And we, because my office was right across the hall from the bathroom, yep. like very small, and that's where we were doing the radio show. And as I'm doing, I'm thinking, I call it a closet better than an office. It was a closet. <laughs> it's right now. It's a meeting nook. It's just it's a little teeny teeny room, right? So it really was going to be a closet, and it got changed into an office or a little table in there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But again, we, we have experimented on various methods of communication and- uh, God, I called you into doing so many things. Oh my God, you did. <laughs> I know, I know. This oh. is the girl that would never do seances. Oh my God, I know. Oh, see the communication by candlelight. And then, well, wait a minute. How about when we did the Halloween, the four part series with WNDS, and we were at, went to the cemetery. Remember? <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> and yeah, and that you actually posted that a um, couple weeks ago too, right? Yeah, that's a, that's on uh, Patreon too for our Patreon. Yes. Okay, um, so very good. So you posted that, and I'll never forget. My husband was watching that on the news, right? So the next, mm -hmm. he's watching that, and he's like, "Oh my God!" So what it was at that cemetery was that it's a new report and it's, it's so old that, you know, if you think about it years ago, they never had like a cement liner and they would put the caskets in the ground, right? Oh, yeah. Caskets in the ground. And it had like a revolutionary time period. Exactly. Revolutionary time period. So the ground would literally break away and the caskets would be deteriorated and then the oh, bones yeah. would be kind of exposed. Right. So yeah. here we are, we're walking around at first and Ron's like, come on, we need to find the hole in the ground, the hole in the ground. So that's the first snap of So we find the hole in the ground by falling in a hole in the ground. No, you um, fell in it, not me. I fell in, yeah. I was dowsing. Actually before. dowsing for it. You said, uh, yeah, show me the hole in the ground or something exactly. like that. Exactly. <laughs> so note to self, be very specific and careful when you're dowsing, <laughs> right? And yeah. then my husband said to me, oh, my God, did Ron do that? Like, you stuck your hand inside that hole in the ground, and then you pulled your hand right. up. Your no. I love the skull. <laughs> and you're like, well, my nose is a tool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Took it out. My fingers out right on TV and smelled them. It's like, yeah. By the way, it smells like, you smell smells like chicken, by the way. <laughs> Wait a minute, I coined you to do cards on top of a crib. Yes, you did. You <laughs> because it was so quiet and we would we had the uh, reporters there and the move the cameras, so we're like, well, we have to do something. Maureen, do you have your cards? Go get your cards out of the back of the car. And all I'm thinking is, oh my goodness, I'm actually gonna do this for Ron. I'm going to hell. I really 
<laughs> I remember those were your exact words. <laughs> I, I am. I'm going to hell. Ryan's, it's Ryan's fault. And when I get up there, I'm going to let him know that, too. <laughs> so she puts a, a purple cloth on the top of the crypt. She takes out this crystal ball, puts it down there, takes her tarot cards and starts doing a spread on the on the top of the crypt. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was that was a nasty one. That was <laughs> oh, crazy. Funny. Yeah. But it, it was it was fun, but it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean, you know, it's 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 so intriguing. We, we did have a lot of adventures together and uh, there. Uh, I mean, of course, we we good ones and bad ones. If you remember, uh, we did that house in Tingsboro, which was uh, an interesting one. Yes. Where I had you stand by the window. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? I'm trying to remember. Oh, the stinky one? Yeah, the smelly one. <laughs> the one that you were asking if I could sense anything? Yeah, I, I, we, we, this is this old house. There's supposed to be pirates and everything else, and there's supposed to be this window. Someone's been seeing the window. So we, we came up to this window, and it, of course, we're in the dark, of course. And uh, we... Uh, <laughs> We, uh, I had Maureen stand by the window there, and, and I say, okay, Maureen, what, what do you sense? What, do, what are you getting? <laughs> do you remember your words? Yeah, I don't know if I can say it on here. Of course you can. It's a podcast. Okay, I was like, smells like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it was, because I had stepped up to my ankle and freaking dog shit. So <laughs> I know. And you know what? And what was awful is now it was a chain reaction, right? So everybody that was in there was laughing. We were smelling it. Ron, poor Ron. We ended up following you outside so you could scrape your shoes off on this rock. I actually took them off and I was like, get these. Yeah, it was like I didn't want to drop them off. But yeah, yeah, it was bad. But, you know, and that was not for nothing. But when you're trying to connect to the energy, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be distracted. And that's actually a good example of totally getting you out of that state, right? Is getting an overwhelming sense of stinky smell. Yeah, stinky smell. Well, because it keeps you from being able to kind of concentrate and be in that ethereal kind of in-between mm-hmm. space. Instead, it's dragging me back to like, okay, what's what, what is that odor? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 brutal. I mean, and you, I mean, you you suffered to a lot of unfortunately, uh, during these investigations, because you're a, a deep channeler. And when, when you channel deeply, uh, you know, s- certain things happen. Like, for instance, uh, at the Lizzie Borden house, when you, uh, uh, do you remember Lizzie Borden in the bedroom? I do. I absolutely do. I remember lots of it, actually. And we, and we wrote it about it in, in um, the books, one of our books. I think right? the original I think Ghost Chronicles, yeah. The original by the way, by, yeah, by the way, our books are still available. Ghost Chronicles, the original book, and more Ghost Chronicles, the follow-up, the second edition of that, and uh, Ghost Today are all available that uh, you can pick up if you're intrigued about some of the stuff we're talking about as well. But yeah, okay. so anyways, we we were in the the bedroom upstairs. Do you do you want to take it from there? Um. Well, I'll just basically asking when you're when you're a medium and you're someone who can you know the energy comes through you occasionally, um, mm-hmm. depending how strong it is and it it can come right through you and channel. 
you just really have to be careful, right, of how you speak with a spirit and you ask a spirit, right? So if you ask to them, a lot of times if I asked how they died, I have to phrase it a little differently, right? Because they showed me. They were more than happy to show me how they died. Um, right. And at the Lizzie Borden house, we were actually, we were downstairs for the longest time. Ron brought us to the house. Now, I know the, um, you know, obviously me living in Massachusetts, I grew up with the, the rhymes, right, about Lizzie Borden. Oh, yeah. And so basically I knew the theory behind, you know, what their belief was, but about Lizzie killing her, you know, her father and her, the stepmother. But I never had gone to this location. I've never been there for a lot of reasons until that night. And then when in, um, it had all been like brought back to its original form as far as making sure that like the couches, everything, even if it was reproductions, it looked like it was the original Libby Borden house. And I have to yeah. say, was it Leanne that had owned it? God, no, she was a proprietor and God bless her. Uh, she passed away. Of course. She had passed. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, but, was, but she really she was, was great, by the way. She, she was, was great. So yeah. friendly to so many paranormal investigators and, and TV personnels. And she was such a great, we, she's sorely missed. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So she, anyway, this place was, you know, really looked, I guess, um, you know, because there was pictures on the walls. Then you'd look at the picture, for instance, down in the living room, you had this velvet couch, antique couch, and the picture was the same one. And you'd see the the body of the father kind of strewn across the couch, right? Which I think um, every paranormal uh, investigator has had their picture taken, like laid out like the body. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. so. Um, but but anyway, so when it was time, Ron was basically telling myself and we had some visitors from the UK at the time, right? Haunted, Haunted Devon was up Haunted there as well, as well as uh, Gavin Cromwell. Gavin Cromwell. So Ron was like, don't you and Gavin go walking around by yourselves. We want to do this all at once. I'm like, OK. So when, anyway, it got later. They, everybody set up. The lights were off. And we walked upstairs and we went to the first room, I think, of the bedroom on the left, up the top of the stairs. And we got in this room. I couldn't see anything. Obviously, it's it was the lights were out. And we started communicating and connecting. And I remember standing there with Gavin holding his hand, his hands, and I could feel the energy of the woman. And once again, you know, kind of asked, I think I set myself up that time. It's like, you know, I could feel this energy, but I wasn't sure at the moment who it was. And then I asked, you know, how they passed and was it, you know, was it done the the stepmother? You think you, sudden, you think you would have learned from the cemetery expedition? I know. Well, I, I start getting, I, you know, I honestly kind of blacked out after that. Um, yeah. I remember feeling pain in my head that was feeling like I was getting, had a hatchet in the back of my skull. Mm. And I don't remember much until I woke up on the floor, wrapped, okay, precariously with Ron struggling with me on the floor. Um, and then Ron could, you could fill in the spots, but when I came to and they turned the lights on, um, I, what really freaked me out is I remember being kind of like on all fours with my, you know, on in the front, like laying on the rug with my butt in the air when I was done. And I looked and there was a picture of the stepmother and that was the same side of the bed or the same location where she had been found. Yeah. So you and can fill in the blanks for the rest. Yeah, the the uh, the weird part about it too is is when you started going through this, and then of course you went down, then screaming, and then, and 
it, it absolutely uh, we swore you were throwing up. Uh, we could hear the 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 fluid being projected and everything else. And Haunted Devil Run was there. It's like, oh, why turn the lights on? I said, no, 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 don't turn the lights on. And so, uh, yeah, the uh, uh, finally uh, when, when it was over, and I, and I and I, you know, of course, I try to help you too. And of course, you kick me in the <laughs> unmentionables. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, that was all over. Everybody, and I mean everybody in that room, expected to see uh, either throw up or something, some liquid on the floor, and there was absolutely nothing. And we all heard it, absolutely heard it uh, being projected and so forth. But uh, yeah, it's it, it was amazing time. Uh, it it scared the crap out of Haunted Devon in uh, Gavin. <laughs> You know, I I will say, too, I mean, and that's, I really enjoyed the many years that I was part, you know, really went out with the Ghost Project more often, let's say. However, yeah. I did back off for a lot of reasons, and those were some, some of the reasons, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I never knew where we were going, which was fine, except for when those moments happened, right? Yeah. Um, and they did. They really a lot of times they took a toll because that wasn't the only location that we'd gone to that was heavy or a little darker. Right. No, no, um, no. And, and I, I, as much, and it was, but on the other, the other hand, I, it was, I was torn because I loved everyone. I wanted to stay and hang out with people. I really enjoyed the team. Um, we got to go to, you know, I got to go to so many wonderful places to go in mm -hmm. that we'd normally like, you know, the lighthouses overnight and, uh, never thought we'd have an opportunity to do. So I'm very blessed to have those time memories, right. That I could do that. And, you know, occasionally I yearn to kind of go to more, but I also like to stay healthy. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, now, now you you suffer from different aliens, and of course, now that blame is going to me because I called oh. the queen of pain, and no, you know, now no. you believe that I manifested that on you. Well, I, don't, I did. My girlfriend did. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> she, you know, she goes, you know, Ryan always calls you the queen of pain, and, you know, it seems like you well, got all black Betty, I mean, Betty Black Betty, and she's not black now. <laughs> or is she maybe that happened i don't know um so yeah it's uh but again it's and you know one thing i will say is with all the times in you know when we wrote our books and we painstakingly and i, I will say to your credit ron that you were the one who said we have to watch all these videos we have to get it right we have to make sure it's as accurate as we can in our books for our readers yeah, it was. right yeah. Um, but that was painful because I just never liked looking at myself channeling or because it didn't feel it was like it's like looking at a stranger. Mm -hmm. So still going over those over at every time, like, what did what did I say? And we're pausing it. And I'm like, blah. I got to do it the next, you know, the umpteenth time. <laughs> the, the interesting too, and, and this always amazes me, and and uh, I'm gonna, it's it's gonna be part of my my course as well at Paranormal CSI, which I'm gonna do after the first of the year, is that when we went to write these books, we had 
thought that certain things had happened in a certain way, but it wasn't until we went back and actually listened and saw the video and certain these things that it didn't happen. I mean, not, not all of them, but there were instances when, when this didn't occur. And uh, I was amazed, always was amazed at that because I always thought for sure that this is a certain thing had happened a certain way or whatever. So uh, that's that was always amazing uh, from that. Well, I actually think they, you know, our memories blend a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. I don't know. I, I actually had found out, I was telling my daughter today that I was doing research in the way our, uh, our brain stores memories. And yeah, why. I know, I know that absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I just did a, uh, in fact, I talked about that on a uh, Monday show. I had a, uh, I had a psychologist on and, uh, she, uh, Dr. Uh, Kim Lennon, who, by the way, I will be on her show on Wednesday next week. But, uh, yeah, yeah she, we talked about uh, memory, how it's stored and, and how unreliable it is, basically. Well, not just how. Well, see, here's the thing. So one thing I learned, and I don't know that she mentioned this, but when you're storing memories, for instance, if you, you know how sometimes we say, wow, I can't believe a year has already passed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually it's because when we do the minutiae, like, or we do the, the things like repetition, mm -hmm. if we're like brushing our teeth and all that, it almost goes in one folder in our brain. So it's not like every time we brush our teeth, we get a different memory. It always goes like almost like a, like you're doing one folder in a hierarchy. So then if you do something different, then you have a new folder for that memory. So what happens is the more things that you do that are different, the slower your time seems to pass by because you have more memories versus things that you do when you, if you're boring, if you lead like a slow and boring life, it's gonna mm -hmm. feel like your life has gone by in a blink of an eye. That does make sense, but memory in itself, there, there, we actually have two memory uh, sections of our brain, the long-term memory and yes. short-term memory. And we are constantly bombarded by millions of uh, pieces of data and, and memories. Yeah. And our short-term memory only selects the ones it wants. So for instance, if you're brushing your teeth uh, and, and it's always brushing your teeth it doesn't need to store that memory because it's already been in there so it, it just ignores that and goes on to something else and it determines what we put in long-term memory it's uh it's not always uh what we think uh you know we we don't know why certain things go into long-term memory the, the way it does so, i mean certain traumatic events and everything have an effect but uh there are other things that go into long-term uh, memory like minutia that uh, right. for some reason uh, goes in there well but it, it's so intriguing I mean it, we even yeah. talked about you know how we train I mean how athletes and the athletes are big in this are, uh, when you when you go for instance to throw a football uh, there are two parts of our brain the the action part and the planning part uh, the action part is the actually giving the information to the muscles to throw it the planning part is is thinking about how are you going to do that? Uh, of course, it all happens like that. But that part there, the planning part, you can actually train by using your imagination or how you throw it and actually throw it. And that, and what it does is when it's time to throw that ball, or everything that that's already in there and you can do it much faster and, and more efficiently. You actually train your muscles, in fact, and to to do that. 
So it's the brain is an intriguing thing. Well, think about it. I think for the what really sticks is obviously, you know, and this is my thought, like if you were to ask me, ask you rather to go back a day in a week and tell me, tell me what happened, tell you know, if you were to tell me what happened a week ago or the day on a Monday or Tuesday, you're never gonna know. Ask what happened when you during the time when 9-11 happened, right? And you could repeat that moment because it's linked to the emotion so strongly that I think that it's almost that hardcore like record of it. But not everything is associated with that level of emotion. No, I mean, that's the intriguing thing about it, because not only that, everybody's thought process is different as well. I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. that. And to me, events like that, I can't tell you. I absolutely can't, even though it's a traumatic event, very it was you know, horrible and, and something I can't remember. I can remember generally around uh, one of some of the stuff I known about it, but I can't tell you about that exact event. And, and I and that's all to my life through all events, even though I know the events happen. And and uh, but I can't tell you where I was when it happened. A lot of people can do that because they are. But my brain works a little different. It's the same with you know, names and my brain does not store names. For some reason, they right. find names insignificant. Well, <laughs> you know what, Ron, maybe you touched on something. Maybe it's actually how traumatic it is to you. Like meaning if, you know, for some reason you're affected by something, yeah. that's what the memory's locked in. If it's something that, yeah, it affected everybody, but you were able to kind of get by and focused on something else at the time, then maybe it doesn't stick that quickly. I, I think it's, you know, part of my philosophy and in, in that I believe that uh, and it's an old thing and I can't, uh, I'm sure Gina's got up here somewhere written down uh, looking on her desk and I can't see it. But basically it's, it's uh, you know, you can only control, uh, you know, only, what's the word? Oh God, it's, it's like only worry about the things that you can control. Oh my God, you're kidding me. It's the end of the show. See? Oh, well, so anyways, it's so the stuff you can't control is not don't waste any energy on it, basically. So maybe that's how that that's. I know what you're saying, Ron. I I have no clue because that's probably not one of those things that's stored in my great memory. (laughs) Anyways, we do got to go, Maureen. That was a lot of fun. Uh, We we talked about a lot of different things and uh, it was great to, to have you on again. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And, uh, you know, let me know in the future. And you have some uh, you do have some books uh, other than Ghost Chronicles and more Ghost Chronicles and Ghost Today. You, you, you've you written some fictional books, young, young fiction. Yes, like- young adult and op paranormal fiction. And it's under the names because I write it with my girlfriend, B.T. Lord. So it's mm-hmm. B.T. Lord and J.S. Stevens. Um, you can find them on Amazon and they're, <clears throat> excuse me, there's four of them out there. The first one is actually going to be on special coming up next week. It's going out on Facebook and it's a uh, monster of the asylum is the first one. It's a Halloween special. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool. The timing is so, good. Now I've got to ask you this because I have, I don't know the answer anymore. And, and I know you've had them and just had them. Do you have a website? I do. It's maureen-wood.com. There you go. So there you go. Very simple. Check her out. And uh, uh, Maureen, also, you still doing psychic parties and things? I am. Yeah, I'm still doing readings, parties, training, uh, do a lot of different healings, do a lot of different things, life coaching. There you go. 
Yeah. So what, one thing I've known is you've done a lot of things in your life. <laughs> Never boring. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, Maureen. Uh, it's been great having you on again. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again in the future. That went by so fast. I know. Anyway, yeah. So anyways, you're listening. You have been listening to Ghost Chronicles, the original Ghost Chronicles with Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Parrax Radio brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Log Group 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Thank you very much. Good night and God bless. Good night and God bless. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.